1: Welcome to Verbal Pick Radio, where we give you a verbal image of life, and we are everyday people like to welcome you all to the show. Today, I want to bring to light an event that took place recently in Prairie View AM by the Waller Police Department. Now, Prairie View AM is the <laughs> same place that Sandra Bland was killed. And there's a long-standing history of racism in that area. So we want to bring to light an incident that took place with Brother Marcus in Prairie View in regards to his nephew. as he Because what we want to do, we want to make this situation public. We want to make people aware. So black people and brown people don't have to be afraid to live in peace in their own community where they stay and pay taxes. So, Brother Marcus, welcome to the show. How
2: you doing? Thank you very much.
1: Yes, sir. Now, describe for me what took place. I know the nephew was coming home.
2: Well, what happened is my nephew, he came over here, he was going to be staying with me so he could go to school. And in the process of that, I realized that the young man, which is 17 at this time, just turned 17 or 17, he, uh, was, you know, having a lot of difficulties with things that was going on at home. So I told him, you know, you can come over here and stay with me and do whatever you got to do so you can go ahead and go to school. Uh, and he was like, okay, uncle, I'll do that and I'll help you out around the house and do whatever I can help you out because I am a disabled veteran, 100% disabled veteran.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, I serve for my country, uh. Uh, I've done three tours over there to the Kuwait, come but I got disabled veterans tags on my truck and I, he asked me, could he go to the store? And I let him use the truck to go to the store. Well, when he come back from the store, I realized that I wanted me some Arizona strawberry kiwi teas, you know? So I said, Hey, do me a favor. Go back up there. I gave him some money. So I'm to go up there to go get, the, uh, give me some Arizona teas. Well, in the process of him going to do that, he went to two or three different stores and he said that the stores had already gone shut down, closed down, or whatever they were doing. Because that night, it was kind of late at night because we just got through coming from Hempstead because we went to the Watermelon Fest up there. <clears throat> well, me and my wife returned from the Watermelon Fest, you know, we coming to the house, we was all feeling good, so we all laid down, was laying down and going to sleep. But when we woke up, when we woke up, we was woken up to like 10 or 20 logs outside of my house, out front of my house. I knew my nephew had just left and came back. And I thought the truck had been there, but it looked like they were pointing the lights and everything at my truck. So I went out there to go see what exactly was going on. So as I approached my vehicle, I'm seeing them pulling out, my nephew pulling him out, no matter like, what's going on, what's done happening, I asked the officer, and the officer tell me so the one officer told me, sir, we'll speak with you in a moment, but just please stand back. And I said, okay, cool. So I stood there for a second, watching them do whatever they were doing there. I seen them roughhousing a little bit. And, uh, you know, only thing they were saying was, don't move, don't move. And they they roughing him up. He, my, my nephew doesn't weigh but a buck old five, so can win. right So, you know, I told him, I said, hey, man, y'all don't have to do him up. That's uncalled for. He's only sixteen years old. And I said, Nin, there's nine of you doggone police officers out here on this one young man. Right. Now, I wanna know what is it called why do y'all have to why do y'all have to get guns gun drawled on him like this? Well, they said that he was he. Ev-
1: he was who? What right. huh? They said he did what now?
2: They said that he wouldn't pull over right. or he was evading. Right. And you know, I, you know, I and My nephew's answer was, "I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. The only thing I knew to do was come on home. I was already all. was already maybe less than two miles away from the house."
1: Right now, 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 let me stop you. It's been stated publicly that if it's a dark, if it's dark, and the individual is afraid for his life, and there's white officers behind him, and it's an African American male or a female. You have that right to drive to a place where you're comfortable, where you feel safe. And as long as you're driving at a lower speed, letting them know that you're not trying to uh, evade or avoid them. You just yes, don't sir. trust them due to all the incidents that took place.
2: Exactly. And that's exactly the advice that i given to my nephew. I told him, look, all you got to do is go to the store and come back. Take your time driving. You ain't got to do nothing spectacular. Well, lo and behold, a young man being a young man, he picks up his little friends, takes his little friends with him, and I'm like this, okay? That's no big deal. He picked up somebody else, even though he, just, he didn't do what I asked him to do, you know? He picked up his little friends, and they rode with him, because he rode all the way to Waller to go get these doggone on uh, Arizona Tees. The police officer, he said he he didn't see the police officer until he was coming out. of When he came out the shell, he turned to go down the back road. And when he turned to go down the back road, all of a sudden, you know, he sees the police officer, but he didn't think the police officer was following him. He didn't think nothing of it. He said he kept on doing the speed limit, doing what he was doing, and took his time and came on home. But by the time he gets to the next stop sign, he looked back and there's three or four cars back lighting him up at the same time. There's two more cars in front of him at the stop sign that he was coming up to. So he assumed that, you know, he was in their way hmm. So he decided he was going to try to pull over. But then we saw the police officer come up towards one of the people. He thought maybe he was in his way. So he pursued it to go ahead and go up through the stop sign and try to get on down to a, to the house. He said, well, let me get. Uh, I, I don't know if they follow. He didn't know what was going on. And then he started thinking to himself. He said, I, I knew I had not done anything wrong. Huh? and they were just running up behind me and they were trying to hit the truck and everything. And he scared me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I understand. I understand. Right. By the time he got to my house, there was at least 10 or 20 laws outside of my house, drawing guns, blocking off the street, doing all this other kind of mess. I, I, you know, my, my only question was, when I saw the police officer, I started asking him, "Well, what happened? What did he do? Mm-hmm. Why were you pulling him over? But none of the officers would answer me. None mm-hmm. of these officers even introduced to me who they were.
3: Right.
2: But by the time I got out there, they were on my private property. I was trying to see what was going on, and one officer came up, was talking to me and telling me what was going on and how it went down, and I was like, oh, he did? Well, why did he do that? Right. You know, and he was like, we don't know. Have you ever known him to get in any trouble or anything? And I was like, no. I haven't known him to get in any trouble. All he did was he just supposed to go up to the store go get me some you Arizona cheese. cheese.
1: Did come on back the, or-
2: no? Yeah. The officer reached into the truck, Grabbed my Arizona T's, Hand me my Arizona T's, said, here, here's your Arizona T's. I said, well, thank you, sir. Yeah. And I grabbed my Arizona T's. Now, at this time, there was three officers, including the one I was talking to, going through my, my SUV. I got I own a, a GMC Yukon, yeah. okay? And it's the short wheelbase. It's not the XA. But they were going through my truck. And as they were going through my truck, I'm just sitting there watching them. I'm telling them, now hold up now. Y'all going through my truck, and I got a lot of stuff in there that comes from my job and a lot of loose stuff that I just bought. So I want y'all to know that if it's anything that has to do with cars or anything like that, every last bit of that in that truck is mine. But other than that, there shouldn't be because they told me there's a young man sitting behind him. Had they found him with a little sack of weed, maybe enough to roll a a little joint or whatever, whichever way they said they found a little bit of weed on. Well, OK, well, do what you got to do, officer. This is what I told him. Well, sir, go ahead. Search my river. I gave them permission to go ahead and go to my truck right here in my driveway
3: mm-hmm.
2: so they can make sure there wasn't no guns. There was no criminal activity or anything that they were doing wrong. And. I asked the question, well, what was the reason for y'all pulling him over?
3: Right.
2: And one officer said, we thought we had a drunk driver. How did you think you had a drunk driver? What did he do?
3: Right.
2: Nobody could answer me. Then while i was standing there talking to the officer, the officer said, well, sir, what we'll do, the one officer that was talking to me said, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and break our search and we'll finish, we'll return your truck. I said, okay, thank you. Just let me know what's going on. So i go to walk back. While uh, well, I'm standing there talking to the man, and I was getting ready to walk back just once, you know, and tell my wife I was going to get my truck back, or I was going to go ahead and let them go to the truck so I can get my truck and park it. Next time, I know one officer comes up. I'm standing by the driver door. He bumps into me, and he's got this gun drawn out on me.
3: Right.
2: And the only thing he said was, back up, don't hover on me. Start started hollering at me. I said, I looked at him. I said, man, what is your problem?
3: Right.
2: What is wrong with you? Right. And I told all the other officers, would somebody please get this young man, get this little boy who has on his police suit and his gun in his hand. Right. Because this is how incidents happen. This is how things go wrong.
3: Right. Right.
2: So the man's looking at me and said, sir, you need to back up. And I said, man, you are on private property.
3: Right.
2: You need to back up. Matter of fact, why don't you just get off my property and let these officers finish doing what they're doing? Right. Because something is wrong with you, right. you And he said. Sir, please stand. I looked at. and said, "What are you going to do? You going to shoot me in my front yard? Right?
3: You're
2: on right. private property. Right? Going through my property. Right? In my face, and you telling me I don't have no right to tell you to, to, to stop what right. you're doing? I didn't give you permission to go through my truck.
3: Right?
2: So why is it that you're pulling a gun on me? Do you know who I am? Right? This is what I asked him. Do you even know who I am? Right? And he couldn't answer me right and the reason why I was asking him that question because I was trying to get him to understand that I am the owner of this vehicle
3: right
2: it's not stolen right it's on my property right and I'm giving you consent to go through it
3: right
2: why because I knew that either there was nothing that would be derogatory or anything A that criminal. would come up right you know criminal against me or against my nephew in my truck right now, when well, I got to telling the, the young man that, the young man started looking at me, and he's looking at me in my face like he just, like he just wanted to strike out and hit me.
3: Right.
2: And I looked at him, I said, sir, I told you I want you to get off of my private property. I right. would like for you to step out there on the street. Right. And I talked to these officers while well, I was talking to the young man. He told me, no, you need to just step back. And then I noticed that the laser was a different color laser. And it was a little bit smaller. He don't pull out a taser on me now. Mm. But while I'm talking to him, I said, I asked you to get off my property. So I decided I would dial 911. Right. I called nine one one to let them know about this young man who was standing in my face, who was done pointed a gun at me, right. and was getting ready to point a taser at me. And while I was on the phone, he pulled the taser. I looked at him. I said, "Man, if that taser beam touches me, or you point that taser beam at me, I'm going to go off. Right. Because you have not you have not told me who you was. Right. You have not told me anything. You haven't even read my nephew his rights. Right. And plus, you're disabled vet." And I'm a disabled veteran, 100% disabled veteran. I've been living out here for seven years. Yeah. And this is like the fourth or the fifth time that they've come down in my driveway with about 20 of them out there over incidents that had nothing to do with me. Right. And my thing is, I'm I'm tired of the fact that these boys out here, they play so dirty and they do things so dirty till it's not funny. Yeah. I got a young lady out here who pulled a gun on me. These police officers... She pulled the gun and shot the gun at me as I had a, a I had a little girl which I thought was my child. She had just got out the hospital from having heart surgery,
3: oh, come and
2: on. this young lady pulled a gun on us at my front door. Come on! When I called the police and told them about it, they didn't go looking for it. They didn't do nothing. Why? Because I come to find out that these officers have been having sex with this young lady.
1: Oh lord
2: they letting this young lady by with murder, attempted murders. What she should have had? Right. There was a, a school party going on next door. There was a kid that a kid party going on next door. My neighbor was having a party for his son, so there's a bunch of kids out there in their backyard. This young lady comes up, pulls in front of my house, and talking about somebody fucking with her and all this. And I was like, "What are you talking?" Then blah 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 blah. I watched her point the gun at me, but she claimed that she did. Yeah. I told her, nobody has come to ask me what happened. Wow. Nobody has asked me for even a, a, a statement on what happened that day. I haven't heard anything from them. But better than still, they come running up in my house, and take my property, Next they say, I know. Whenever I'm talking to the officer I'm telling them, man, I know who.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card reward
2: you one of them boys that's been messing with that girl. And I said, you know what? I don't want you in my yard because I don't like you and you don't like me.
3: Right. So
2: when I told him to get out of my yard because you in private property, next thing I know he backs up. And I guess it must have been maybe 15, 20, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It wasn't even long. They got out of my... They took me... He backed up into my driveway, hooked up to my truck. Mm-hmm. And took my truck out of my driveway, which you will see, you will see that in the video that I have. Wow. And when I told them, why are you talking, why are you taking my vehicle? My vehicle is not stolen. You have not told me what criminal activity. And then one officer was out and yells out, federal, federal evasion. How is this federal evasion?
1: Huh. When, when, it's
2: when, not, and I, what was at my house.
1: Right. But what was the wowler? Police doing in preview
2: I have sliders, but they were the Wallace City Police, as well as Wallace County, and then you had some sheriffs out there. And when I started telling y'all out y'all's jurisdiction, y'all not so even told to I guarantee you, if you look at that video, right after I said that to him when I noticed that they were getting ready to check my vehicle, you know, by this time I had told this officer, told this officer, and I told him, man, I'm tired of playing with you. When I start telling them I'm calling the police and I'm going, I'm finally charging on you because what you're doing, pulling this gun on me, and then pulling this tase on me, and you don't even know who I am.
3: Right.
2: You just want to tase or shoot somebody. Right. But I'm the owner of this house and I'm the owner of this vehicle. Yeah. I'm giving y'all consent to go through my vehicle. Why are you taking my vehicle away from me?
1: Right. And and they would look for any reason to pull that firearm.
2: Exactly. They had no reason whatsoever to even handle my nephew like they did. Right. But the three officers that were standing there talking to me, you know, talking like they had some sense, they said, Well let's just go through here and see if there's anything that's criminal. I said, Do your thing. Right. Do whatever you gotta do. They had all four of my doors wide open. They were going through my vehicle. They didn't find nothing. Right. They didn't have nothing.
3: Right.
2: So why are you taking my vehicle away from my driveway? So this This is is a young man that has went against his parents' order and done something wrong. Well, there's no reason for my truck to be towed away from here. Thank you for bringing my truck back home. Right. Thank you for making sure my truck got back home.
1: Right. Right. Now, now that's how they would do it had he been. A Caucasian young man white they would have brought the truck told his parents knocked on the door hey we called him we just wanted to make sure he made it home safe and and didn't injure himself or anyone else out on the road and blah blah blah
2: now to go along with that watch this one the young man that was in the back seat with him that had the weed on him they went around the corner from my house and took that young man home and released him to his parents what? But they took my nephew to jail.
3: Uh.
2: Now, my thing is, because I already know that these fools have been acting a dog and, you know, trying to catch anything they can on anybody... You know, I'm looking at how they how they were all in my driveway. Uh, they weren't even all in my, there was only one vehicle in my driveway. But if you look at that video, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to take a picture of the driveway now so you can see it in the daylight. And you'll see it at the nighttime and you'll see just how many, when I pulled out my phone and started filming them, them officers started getting away from here. One officer started going in reverse because he did not want me to get the tag numbers off of his vehicle. mm. And I started asking them, why are you running now?
3: What?
2: Where y'all going now? And in less than 30 seconds from the time I told, I looked at her and said, man, y'all wrong for taking my vehicle. I told the the tow truck driver, hey, man, don't come over here. This private property. The tow truck driver stopped. Mm -hmm. But another police officer, the other police officer, the same one that pulled a gun on me said, no, go ahead and tow the vehicle and we'll finish our investigation up at the store.
1: But don't you know you got so many lawsuits that you can file against this particular police department for violating your civil rights and for harassment.
2: Exactly. They- and My whole thing is, I gotta find me somebody who's gonna help me that's gonna be willing to go up against these people because the things that they're doing and how they're treating our youngsters out here, it's like every time they see Somebody that's black or somebody they they want to just point number one, they had to know that it was my view because it's got my disabled veteran tags on it, right? All right, so like I asked them when I went out there, talked to me and other officers, there were three other officers we were standing there with, but come to find out, I guess this other officer must have been over them,
3: right? Okay,
2: because I called him a corporal and he got mad and said, No, I'm a sergeant, no, you wouldn't be, you ain't no sergeant in my eyes,
1: right? Acting like that.
2: You ain't no sergeant in my eyes. I said, I've been in the military. I know how it goes. Right. And, bro, what you teaching everybody and what you teaching, and us down. I know I look around, and there's four or five officers, one standing in my front yard behind my tree, two of them behind the trees up there in my front yard. I only got two trees out there. They standing behind my tree. Guns drawn and everything, hands on their guns. They ready to fire off on me. So I picked up a, a garden hoe and told them, man, well, if we're going to have weapons, let's have weapons, but y'all going to get off this private of property. Right so when they act like they didn't want to hear what i had to say and they wasn't going to tell me nothing the man told me are you his parents i told him no they said we don't have to tell you anything i said but i am his uncle right he's here with me this is my vehicle that he was in
1: right he then Um, right
2: yeah and you know i was telling him y'all can't tell me what i can't do with my nephew he's here with me right now right so he's my responsibility right exactly and mm-hmm. my thing is, I'm taking the responsibility to come out here to see what's going on. I'm trying to see exactly what this young man has done. Because yeah. I'm not happy about y'all coming up in my driveway like this. Right,
1: causing this commotion. Disturbing your you know, peace.
2: You and this is not the first time y'all done this to me. Every time y'all come around here, y'all got loads of police officers coming up in here. And y'all act like y'all coming after Al Capone or somebody.
1: Yeah, they're they going to have to get an investigate and see what's going on down there regarding black people in the Water Police Department. You know, uh, no,
2: but, it, you know, it, it, you know, it's a trip because it's like these Water Police officers will pull you over just for anything they possibly can, sometimes for no reason. One officer pulled me over, and when he pulled me over, I asked him what the problem was. He told me I had a light out. And I said, oh, yeah, I went back. We got out. We went to look at it. He hit the light himself, and it came on.
3: Mm.
2: That officer right there let me roll out. He said, okay, sir, go ahead and have a nice day. Son. go ahead and get that fixed over man, before you get pulled over by somebody else. Thank you, sir. Right. You got a few good officers in there. Come on. You got a couple of them that will come out here and do what they're supposed to do. Right. But then you got some that are ignoring what's going on because of what they're doing in the dark.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sleeping with these different females out here on this street. hmm Giving them favors, giving them money. When they supposed to be going to jail, still y'all out here letting them raise hell. Mm. My thing is, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to feel? Didn't you tell me I can't protect myself? If it had been me pulling a gun on somebody, they'd have had me buried. Right.
3: Thanks, I right. probably
2: would have been, but my thing is, this young man, the way that police officer looked at me that night, and I realized who he was, and I realized he was the same officer that I've always had trouble with. mm and how he drew that gun and how he walked up on me and how he bumped him to me, I knew then this man was itching for a scratch just to pop me. Mm. And I looked at him and I told him, man, put that gun up. There's no use for you to have that gun out right now. Y'all got the people that was inside the vehicle. Do you even know who I am? Right. No, and I don't care. I see this. Right. I said, well I'm gonna let you know I'm the owner of this property, I'm the owner of this truck. And I want you to get off my property. Right. You when didn't... he started talking crazy to me, I told you know they sit up there straight. Not one officer has said who they are or have they told me what was going exactly what was the reasoning for them to follow him.
1: Right, and you're a taxpaying citizen.
2: Yes, sir, I am. That's where I am. I'm I'm a pillar in this community. Right. A lot of these young men come around here and they look up to me to give them the right advice on things that they decide they want to do in life. Well, you know, I'm 51 years old. I don't serve my country. I'm trying to just lay back and relax and try to help somebody.
1: Well, 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 the thing is, is you don't need all the added stress that comes from being harassed on your own property on my own where, property where you're supposed to be able to be at peace
2: and feel you are a safe haven right i'm saying that that's the same thing that my nephew saying. the only place i feel safe pulling over uncle, um, was to come home well right. you did what was right you didn't do yeah. nothing wrong right yeah
1: because most young black men when they see these those sirens in their rear view they uh, get afraid and they want to make it to a, a safe haven to where things can be settled out at a place where they feel secure, which exactly. the ad- adults should understand that, but they don't see black children the same way.
2: No, and I don't think that in, and in my the, opinion, I don't think they do either because that's a know, sad it's, part like, about it. It, it's very much so sad. You know, and, you know, you go take the, if it if had been another 16-year-old kid who's out there trying to get a driver's license or whatever, you know, my thing is, if it would been a Caucasian person. probably would have been overlooked. They probably wouldn't have took the child to jail. But my, they took yeah. my nephew to jail and told him he was getting charged with uh criminal evasion. Yeah, uh, evasion. And I'm like, well, what? You
1: know, yeah, well, they, you know, they they always want to put something on your record to mark you in a sense. You know, at an early age, they would look for anything to attach to your name so it it can ride with you through the rest of your life. And that's why they bring their children, the white children, they'll bring them home and make sure that nothing goes on their records. That's why they call it systemic racism. And we got to stop it. And we got to investigate this situation to make sure it, 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 it don't happen again.
2: All right, all right. Well, it's like I said, I got the video of it. I plan yeah. it on putting it on Facebook. Okay. I, you know, I was hoping you'd give me a few pointers on how to do this so that I can make sure. I want this to go viral. Yeah, we'll but, do you know, And the only thing I can say is that I apologize to all the pastors and preachers and the elders of the church. Because, yes, I did. I cussed them out. Yeah. Uh. I let them know exactly how I felt because they were wrong for it, and they knew they was wrong because the way I cussed them out and the way they kept on moving and got away from me, I knew I was standing on righteousness. Come on. Because if I wasn't, and I was out there acting a fool, they'd have had me at a mental hospital.
3: Right, right.
2: The way I talked to them, the way I, and I was trying to, 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 to. To let them know, man, y'all ain't going to keep on doing people like this, man, not me.
3: Right, right, well.
2: Because this is like the third or the fourth time that I know of that they've towed that same truck for something petty, and I wasn't even driving.
3: Right, right,
2: well. And my thing is, they see the disabled veterans tags. Right. But they want to tag a dope dealer or whatever on me because I come to help out these young men who are out there doing wrong things. When they come and ask me, I tell them, don't never bring nothing to my house. Right. Besides your notebook, because I got some notes you need to take about life.
1: Come on, come on.
2: And I tell them all the time that life is all about decisions. Right. That's a fact. You got to make the right decision. Any decision that you make, there's a consequence, whether good or bad.
1: That's a fact, yeah.
2: And you have to be ready to face the consequences. Yeah. And this is why I teach these young men today. When I've got a ministry, I got it's called Iron Sharpening Iron. Right. It's the older cats getting grabbing hold of these younger cats. They're right. trying to help them out. Let them know that they need something on their belt that they can have. that can't nobody take away from them.
1: Right. That's
2: wisdom, and that's I, not- I, I try to pass it. And, you right. know, it's, it's what's been taught to me. And and we, we, like I tell my own boys, if you're my own sons, I got two sons of my own. I tell both of them, you know, if if you know what you getting ready to go do is wrong, then you got the choice to change your mind. Right. But if you keep pursuing on it, then that means you wanted to do wrong.
3: Right,
2: right. right. So right. be ready to face the consequences of what's coming next well what you done wrong because mm-hmm. you was wrong for it that's, if you don't want to do the time don't do the crime
1: yeah well that, that's that's fact that's that's a fact and I'm pretty sure that the community appreciates your wisdom and so do we send me that video so I can put it up as well and, I most uh, definitely
2: will I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about
1: it yeah thank you yes, video. we at
0: say goodbye